Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. The Play Action Podcast is fueled by Picasso's Pizza, where every night is pizza night. Trey White suffers a devastating Achilles injury. We talk about what it means to the Bills' defense. The Bills' offense has been rolling lately. We'll take a look at what they've been doing to make that happen and how much of that is sustainable. The Bills travel to London to face the Jacksonville Jaguars, who have an elite quarterback in Trevor Lawrence. We'll break down the matchup. The Play Action Podcast starts now. The Bills got the news they were afraid of on Monday that Tredavious White did tear his Achilles and he is out for the season. Now, this is a big loss, both for the defense, for Trey personally, who had worked back a lot. Mark, let's talk about Tredavious first. Just what were you seeing out of him a few games into this season? I think uh, that he looked like the old Tredavious. Uh, uh, I thought he looked sensational. Uh, You know, that interception on the goal line against Washington was uh, a great playmaker's ball hawking play. Uh, so this is a huge loss. I mean, uh, if you wanted to like name, name the players, they least afford, can afford to lose due to injury. Obviously, Josh Allen is number one. Uh, Stefan Diggs, uh, Deion Dawkins, Matt Milano, Trey White. In, I'll put D- uh, Diggs two and the other three, take your pick. So I think he's on the top five guys you would least want to lose. Yeah, brutal just from an emotional standpoint, too, for this team who had seen him work back through so so much. Um, You could see just on the field how emotional everyone was. And Sean McDermott said earlier this week that he had seen, kind of to your point, Mark, that Trey was rounding into form. Um, He had worked back from that ACL injury from Mm -hmm. 2021, and that made the timing of this injury all the more brutal. It is also, of course, a loss to the defense. Um, Coach Eric Washington was saying how you don't replace Tredavious White. Um, they are confident in the cornerbacks they still have. However, you know, Trey is who he is for a reason as far as his playmaking mm-hmm. abilities. So now they move forward. Um, Christian Benford is day-to-day with a shoulder injury as we record this, but we'll find out some more soon. And then Kair Elam has been inactive through the start of the season. Dane Jackson's come in a few times this year, has looked strong doing so. So there's experience from the last time that Tredavious White was out with an injury, but that's not necessarily, the Bills aren't totally looking at that as a silver lining because it means they're without Trey again. Yeah. I mean, I think it's obvious it's going to be, if they're healthy, but it's Benford and Dane Jackson. Um, Dane has been ahead of Kair. Uh, so I think they should uh, work. Kair, give Kair some reps. He's too talented to just leave uh, dying on the vine here, so to speak, uh, from, uh, from a gardening perspective. Uh, he, he needs some action. They need to push him in. I want to see him play more. Whether Obviously, they like Dane better. 
that's all there is to it. Now, you know, uh, without Trey, are, they are going to be fine. Fine. Uh, they showed it last year. They won in Kansas City 2020-24-20. They beat a playoff team in Baltimore without Trey 23-20. to um, They can win uh, without Trey. Uh, but, uh, can they win the Super Bowl without Trey? Fine. <laughs> uh, uh, will they be fine in the playoffs without Trey? Will they be fine? They weren't fine in the 2021, uh, season playoffs in Kansas City without Trey. Uh, can they be fine in the playoffs against teams with elite receiving? Kansas City, Miami, Cincinnati, Philadelphia to name four off the top of my head. Um, we won't know that until the playoffs. Um, one, the last point, one reason to think they might be better off than in the past without Trey is the offense could be better and the pass rush could be better than ever uh, with three elite pass rushers, so to speak, in Von Miller when he comes back, Leonard Floyd, and Greg Rousseau. To that point, Von Miller is expected to practice this week. Um, it's unclear still if he'll play against the Jaguars. I know with Tredavious the other year, they took it slow of um, when exactly he was back on the active roster. So that's an option again, but uh, timing-wise, they should be getting Von Miller back sometime soon, and that's a boost to this defense for sure, even though the pass rush has looked strong without him. I, I mean, uh, the pass rush, uh, the defensive line has been the best it's ever been in the McDermott era so far, even without Von Miller. So that is impressive. And let's just uh, I mean, I'll, uh, take a side street here. Washington, they made Washington look like ter terrible. Washington last Sunday puts up 31 points and 26 first downs on the Eagles, a good defense. So uh, that was a pretty impressive uh, performance by the Bills' defense. Bills' offense is coming off of an impressive 48-point performance against the Miami Dolphins. Uh, you know, not much to quibble about in that, uh, in that showing by Josh Allen and company. Catherine, you know, how sustainable do you think, uh, uh is this the offense we're going to see the rest of the year? Yeah. I mean, I know a four game sample size isn't giant, but we're almost a quarter through the season now of what we've seen from this Bills offense. And I think there's a lot of takeaways of just how they have tweaked some things, but you know, Josh Allen is back to looking like the Josh Allen we knew he could be um, that week one performance well behind him now. So I think putting on a showing like that, especially against a division rival against a team that he's done very well against in the past um, was a big day for Josh, who, I mean, has connected so nicely with guys throughout the season is again, balancing, spreading the ball around, but looking to Stefan Diggs, who makes plays um, that long touchdown by Diggs in particular was such a fun play to watch, I thought. So I think this Bill's offense is sustainable to your question, Mark. How about you? Yeah, I the Brandon Bean and Sean McDermott and Ken Dorsey have to be saying to themselves, this is exactly the way we laid out the blueprint uh, in the offseason. Uh, you know, they wanted to uh, diversify the offense. 
make it harder to defend, give Josh more answers, more better answers beyond Diggs, uh, hurt teams with the running game if they were going to sit back and make give Josh a dependable, uh, reliable possession passing game. And really, even against the Jets, the possession passing game was good. Just it was derailed by the turnovers. I mean, Josh is completing 72.7% of his passes, third in the NFL, career best. Um, so, uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's pretty impressive. And if you're, uh, you know, and if you're a defensive coordinator, you really, it is a pick your poison. What are you going to take away? Um, and, and, uh, so, uh, you know, Ken Dorsey is pushing all the right buttons right now. Yeah. There were times throughout that win Sunday where they just made it look easy over the dolphins. And yeah. a lot of that is very, very calculated, of course, but I think hearing from Ken Dorsey, just kind of how he's been tweaking things more and more. Mark, I know you chart some of that. It's early again. Don't want to give away too much of your writing, but what are some things you've seen and just what Dorsey has done this year? Yeah, I mean, again, the the diversity of the 12 personnel package. I mean, Josh is completing 78% of his passes with two tight ends on the field. Now, uh, like we've talked all offseason, the 12 with uh, Dalton Kincaid is really uh 11 and a half personnel but and and you know i think fans can sit back and say well how is kincaid doing uh you know okay okay uh but uh he's has 16 catches and uh you know that's on pace for 60 which would be uh incredible for a rookie tight end and the other thing is it's what it is allowing everyone else to do uh, and they're running the ball out of 12 personnel. So again, uh, uh, Ken Dorsey is looking down on his call sheet and, uh, he's just looking at a lot of really good options all the time. Uh, and he's mixing it up. Well, uh, you know, pretty impressive. Yeah, they started their first snap of the season in 12 personnel, and I think that was foreshadowing of just how much they were going to up the usage, which, of course, is something we talked about all offseason. So to see it not only coming to fruition, but doing well on the field, um, it's exactly what they wanted. The Bills will now face the Jacksonville Jaguars, but in London, the Jaguars have already been there for a week. They just beat the Falcons, and so Sean McDermott was talking about how It's a team that's already handled all the travel, getting over there, all the logistics, and now they're just waiting for the Bills. Uh, Mark, when the Bills get over there, what are they going to find in this Jacksonville team? A good young team. Made the playoffs last year. Have an elite talent at quarterback in Trevor Lawrence. Uh, They have a good offense. Uh, So this is an offensive club that, in their eyes, has the tools to go toe-to-toe with the powerhouses in the AFC. Um, interesting team. Uh, interesting season so far. Two and two, opened with a win over Indy, played Kansas City kind of tough, 17 to nine, Im- pretty impressive. Lost to Houston, 37 17, and then beat Atlanta. I think the Houston game a little bit uh, deceiving, really. Um, they, uh, 
had a missed field goal, blocked field goal, dropped a wide open touchdown pass in the end zone, interception. Uh, so it was a bad L, but it was a lot of self-inflicted wounds in that game. Yeah, they have as a whole, when you look at some of, you know, there's specific problems to that game overall, the offense, it is the better part of this team, but they've had some points where they've been struggling. They've struggled on third down. They've struggled in the red zone. So those are some things the bills can capitalize on for this game, um, in particular, but I think the receiving core here also stands out. Mark, you mentioned Trevor Lawrence already some, but just what have you seen from him connecting with these receivers? Yeah, I mean, uh, Calvin Ridley uh, is back after uh, sitting out last year, suspended for 2022. Uh, he is a legit elite number one wide receiver. They didn't have that last year. And really, Doug Peterson did a great job of piecing together the offense without a true number one. Now they have it. Christian Kirk is kind of a vertical, vertical intermediate slot guy, dangerous. Uh, he is there, uh, has 24 catches already. The third wide out is a uh, former Bill Zay Jones. He's been hurt the last two weeks, uh, but they get their star left tackle back this week. Cam Robinson has, was on suspension for the first four weeks. He's back. He's expected to play. Um, uh, they have Travis Etienne, uh, a speed running back. This is a good offense. This is a good offense. Um, you know, the Bills aren't totally shutting. This isn't going to be a Washington game. The Bills aren't totally shutting this team down. No, and this offense has also influenced the Bills a little bit. Um, it was fun this offseason hearing how Christian Kirk had a role in connecting Josh Allen and Trent Sherfield early on when Trent was joining the Bills. Um, mm -hmm. The two guys are good friends from Arizona. And so as soon as Trent was even considering Buffalo, Christian was like, here's Josh's number. Call him now. Um, so a little fun friendship rivalry across the field, but also part of why this Bills offense looks the way it does now. Um, switching over to the defense, what stands out to you there, Mark? The question for the defense entering the season and still is the pass rush. They have an elite defensive uh, edge rusher in Josh Allen, um, who was the seventh overall pick in 2019. He already has six sacks this season. Uh, the Bills are absolutely going to have to have help for him. Where he's going to play, that's something to watch. He has played all, mostly the right uh, defensive end this year, but last year he was 60-40 on the left side. So will they want him against Spencer Brown? It'll be interesting to see who they try to pair him against. The other edge rusher is number one overall pick in 2022, Trayvon Walker. Um, he had, as expected, he was kind of a project. You can't be a project as the number one overall, but raw. And so we'll see. They need him to emerge this year. He's got two sacks so far. Their defensive backfield is not highly touted, but has been playing well so far. Uh, and their best player back there is cornerback uh, Tyson Campbell, um, a, a, a top talent. Now, last time these two teams played, Josh Allen did get the better of Josh Allen. So we'll see what happens between this meeting. We'll have all your coverage leading up to it from London as well um, on buffalonews.com and wherever you get your podcasts. So make sure to subscribe and keep listening throughout the week. Treat your team to the most flavorful pizza on game day at Picasso's Pizza four great Western New York locations, Williamsville, 
West Seneca, Lancaster, and Blaisdell. Picasso's. We are Buffalo's Pizza since 1980. Order online today at picassospizza.net. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional grade industrial supplies. Count on real time product availability and fast delivery. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.